Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Two Homeschool Moms. I'm Nikki. And I'm Ashley. If you're looking for real, raw, and relatable moms who talk all things homeschool and mom life, you're in the right place. You're coming to see I am coming to see you. I booked our trip and I'm so excited. I can't believe how fast that went. You're literally like, hey, can I come on this date, this date, this date? And I'm literally at work and I'm like, um, <laughs> let me get back to you on that. Because not that I have a super <laughs> popular life or anything, but um, yeah, so I'm excited. You're coming in April. I'm so excited. Because, well, that too. I was. I know you wanted me to come when it was warmer, but I'm like, I don't want to wait to come see you. So I know. That's why I'm like, well, I'm kind of glad you moved it to the end of April because it'll yeah. at least be a little bit warmer. Yeah. Hopefully. Not gun wood. Right now I'm in a freaking turtleneck and fleece-lined pants because it's in the negative degrees. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not going to be like that in the end of April. No. no. But there's no never way. Never say never because. Our weather has been off its rocker for the last couple of years. It's just been all over the place. So it's hard to say, but it won't be in the negatives. We might get snow still in April, but. That would be cool. I can handle it. I mean, you're not here for long enough, but I wish you were here like longer than two days. But there's so much we can do still like touristy things because it's your first time in Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Illinois. Never any of there. Any of and then we could scope out, like, where the property you're going to buy is. So very close to <laughs> uh, my house. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Definitely not in Illinois, but maybe on a border we'll somewhere. on the Indiana border or the Michigan border or uh, the Wisconsin border. You know, we yeah. got lots of borders. Yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I'm excited. I'm, I'm you know, excited. They, I literally told molly that you were coming and that you booked a flight and she's like when when and i'm like in april and she goes when is that and i'm like in april i'm like it's january (laughs) you figure it out and then she's like oh i'm not gonna be able to sleep and i'm like well you better because it's still three months away (laughs) months away (laughs) yeah i'm i'm super stoked but that's why i had to just like get it out of my mind because also we're booking our summer trip and so i was like i need these trips to just be booked so then i can just look forward to them and then we'll be all good so well and you're traveling for work so traveling for work nail this down I'm literally going to be traveling once a month, probably for the rest of the year, between work and personal vacations. So I'm excited. So if my husband is listening to this podcast right now, he should know that I'm likely going to ask him when I can go out there and afford to come back by you maybe in the fall again. Yeah, I think you should come closer. Like when did you come? You came like first week of November? Yeah. You need to come like mid-November because then we'll have all of our Christmas stuff to go do too. Like where we do all of our lights and stuff. With the fake snow. With the fake snow. See, you get to experience desert life over here with fake (laughs) snow. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And I'll make sure not to stick my tongue out to taste Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Or my only other thought was, or we could drive to California and go to like Disney or something if you wanted to, because oh. we're super close to Southern California. <gasps> that like, would be super so close. fun. Yeah. Because Are Nico. hearing this husband? Yeah. Nico has only been to, he's been to Disneyland three times, but he was all under the he's age of two. He, and so yeah. I feel, and the girls, Mila would want to go. Emma's over it. And so I'm like, I feel like Nico needs to go. And so even if it was just me, you, Molly, Mila, Nico, they would have a blast. Oh my gosh. That would, that would be so fun. So Josh, if you're listening, <laughs> Josh. we're giving you months advance notice of our plans. 
So. Because I know he's listening because he tells me that he listens to the podcast every week. So I'm like, here we go. Like, <laughs> cough, cough, cough. So that means we'll be dropping hints in all episodes for future gifts and future travel yes. Like, <laughs> husbands, get it together. Come on. So I'm excited, though, to come visit you because then we can film these in person together. So that will be super yeah. fun. Even just like a couple or take a freaking ton of pictures and yeah get some together videos you can see both of our faces together yeah which is so funny because when I was out there we didn't really think to do like any I mean we have a ton of pictures but I literally only have like one video where we're like which we use in our YouTube intro Mm -hmm. if you're watching our YouTube channel um but I'm like ah we need more of those yeah so I'm excited. I can't wait. I wish it was what, sooner. Um, what else has been going on? Any update or besides you coming to see me? I'm really annoyed with the post office, but you know, that's just another <laughs> issue. I ordered a whole bunch oh. of stuff. What? No, I was just going to say, why don't you tell everyone what you didn't know about me until literally a oh. day ago? Okay. So, because it is the post office. So, I. That's not why I'm mad, but I've been selling a bunch of curriculum. And so Nikki bought something. So I'm in my PayPal account, like trying to get shipping labels. And I see Nicole and I'm like, I know I didn't sell anything to a person named Nicole. And so I'm sitting there and then I look at the last name and I'm like, oh, oh, Nikki's real name is Nicole. Because you've never on anything that I've known from you have said Nicole ever, ever. I died. Ever. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm just like, is she serious right now? Like, she didn't Dead put serious. two and two together that, like, Nikki stands for Nicole for most people. Which I people. know that. I know that, yeah. but, like, not for you. I would never picture the word Nicole with you, ever. Well, when I was growing up, I was I was always Nicole because um, my mom had to throw an H in there, you know, yeah. to be special and unique, which was never on anything that had names on it. <laughs> because at that time, no one spelled it that way. So I never had a cool keychain mm-hmm. or, you know, souvenir on vacation because I had an H in my name. And I hated that. And I either would have been Nicholas or Nicole. So yep. I don't know. My dad always called me Nichi. I don't even know why or what the theory is. <laughs> And then I was just Nick to my mom, but then mm-hmm. I just kind of landed with Nikki to everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, nobody calls me no. Nicole. Nobody. Not my mom, yeah. not even when she's mad. Um, I've just never been Nicole. That's wild. That's so funny. Yeah, it, it was funny. It was hilarious because, <laughs> honestly, this is the f- second person in, like, a week who brought this to my attention. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I, I just, I don't know. I just yeah. didn't. But then we talked about like how that's why we named our kids with like short names yeah. because we tried to, to avoid the awkward like nickname phase. Yep. And I totally call Molly Mal. <laughs> yeah, I call Emma M and I'm just like, and I tried, I'm like four letters will be their name uh-huh. and that is it. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't, I don't know. I have a friend who tried to do it that way too, but she picked longer words and she just refuses to call them by a nickname. And so uh-huh. her husband does. And like, yeah. it cracks me up every time because she'll sit there and like say the whole name out and her husband will like shorten it. That's fun. Well, so here's my other thing too. Like, I think if you give someone a nickname, like if you choose to shorten their name, that's a more like a, a friend level intimate thing. So I get yeah. really annoyed when people call me Ash that are not, <laughs> that are just strangers. And I'm like, how do you know you can call me that? Like, first of all, yeah. I don't really like it. And second of all, that's that's like a different level to be able to call me by 
half my name. So it, I'm, I'm it's true. Fan. It's true. I think if anyone called me Nick, I'd be a little peeved because my mom. It's weird, right? Like that's not my yeah. name. So. Yeah, it's not. It's not how it's written. It's not. Yeah. No, like I, no one calls me that. Um, but I have another. Like, okay, wait. Tell your. Tell your post office story. I was just going to say, so I ordered stuff for Moving Me on the page, and they literally shipped it the same day. I was so impressed. Wow. And it's what Emma's going to use at the end of this school year. So it is something I, I need. Well, I've been tracking it like a psychopath, and the post office <laughs> lost it. And so Moving Me on the page has been wonderful, amazing. They basically said any package that went out that day, the post office scanned it and lost it. And so... I just have another, I just want to complain about another government ran system. Like we complain about public schools. The post office also sucks. But anyways, that was my update. I'm still waiting for that. And I want <laughs> like it. A so, like a psychopath. Like I track stuff. Like I'm like, even though it says it'll be delivered tomorrow, I'm like, but what if, what if it comes today? I would love to know. So what's your update? <laughs> uh, well, I guess we could change our tone because my update is not funny or hilarious. Oh, man. But I... Hi. <laughs> no, it's just, I wanted to share this story because I feel like I'm not the only one who's gone through it. And I think people would relate to it and maybe also be able to give or suggest how to handle it. Um, so as we know that I've mentioned in several videos, my kid is going through a phase. She's mm -hmm. going through something. I can't explain it other than it's difficult. Um, and so when I was cleaning and filming a video of me cleaning a homeschool area, I came across a section of our house that there's like a little corner and to be honest, we literally never go to this corner because we can't really reach it. So this corner, I decided to clean because there was stuff that I could tell was back there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, it's probably been back there since we moved the freaking bookcase there. And I came across like, I don't know, 30, 40 pages of my kids' schoolwork. Not done <laughs> schoolwork. Um, now, I sat there and I kind of just stared and I wasn't quite sure what to take of it. And it was majority like math related, um, which is not her favorite subject. But mm -hmm. I give her these things. I don't grade them. I don't even really check them, obviously, because they're who knows how long they've been back there. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't grade them or check them because it's honestly just practice that I need her or want her to do because I know she struggles with math. And so I'm trying to get her to build her confidence by giving her easier sheets to complete mm -hmm. so that eventually she'll move up to harder stuff. And it's just kind of been her independent work that she does and has done pretty much since we started homeschooling. And that's why I didn't think to check it either because she's smart. She doesn't throw all of the pages back there, just the ones she doesn't want to do. So she still like puts them in a spot, the ones that she completes. So I don't like count. Like I don't go, oh, well, I know I gave you four today. Is there four here? Mm -hmm. um, so I found this stack and like I had to come up with a consequence because I felt like if I didn't, it, it. I don't know. It, it felt like it would be pointless, right? Like if I didn't have some sort of consequence. Um, so I ended up telling her she had to complete them by not a specific time or date, but just if she wants her games back, mm -hmm. she had to complete her sheets that she stuffed and like has been lying to me that they've been completed. Um, she wasn't happy. Mm hmm. 
I ended up actually finding more in her room over the weekend. And that added to the lie because I told her to come forth if there were any other places that I might find this. And she didn't really say anything to me the first day. So I just assumed that was it. Yeah. Until over the weekend, we were adding something to her bed, a bed tent. And so I'm like, we got to clean this room. And I came across not math ones, but other ones now where it was like a different subject. And I'm like, okay. And of course, she was standing there right when I saw it. So then I'm like, well, do I add on to the consequence? Do I not? But like she has since completed all of the math ones. Um, But I'm like, I struggle with that. Like, you know, we're homeschoolers for a reason. I don't know if that I give these to her as not busy work, but to really help her and build her strength and her skills. Um, And I know people are like, well, you give your child homework. And it's like, yeah, I do, because I want her to succeed. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Well, I think there's two parts to that. I don't think it's yeah, one, maybe just in general, maybe it is too much. Maybe she's like, you know what, mom, I don't want to do this. It's too much. But that's one part of it. But the the, I, the part that would upset me is the, Lie. the the lying and the it wasn't just a lie. It was she was intentionally trying to hide it from you. And then you gave her a chance to own up to it. And then it still was a, another lie. And, you know, that is what I would would hurt me. I wouldn't care if people were like, you give your kid too much work or too much homework. That's not the point. The point is there was trust broken. And I think that's why you were so Yeah, upset. and I think, honestly, it could have been there for so long because it was stuffed behind something that she may have even forgotten that she put it there <laughs> um, because she got so much in the habit of just stuffing things that she didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't quite come up with, like, do I add to the consequence? And she did complete the math ones. Like, I wasn't going to have her do those because they were so crumpled that it wasn't even – she couldn't – fix the paper enough to mm-hmm. redo them but and she's like I asked her I'm like well why did you do this and she's like well I just don't like to do them I'm like you got to give me more than that I'm like yeah. what about it do you not like to do and it turned into well I already do that in some of my schoolwork, so I don't want to like redo it and I'm like okay fair point I'm like mm-hmm. a lot of the times I'm not really reading what's on the page I'm just pulling them from books and so I'm like I can she's like well can you at least only give that to me maybe once a week Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. So like a conversation came out of it. And like I got down to the bottom of why it happened or why she did it. Um, that doesn't mean that it wasn't still a struggle for me to figure out how to handle it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's because you're, you're taken off guard, right? You're like, mm-hmm. you weren't expecting this. And then it's a it's a weird dynamic. Um, whenever my kids do something that breaks my trust, because I would rather them tell me I lit the house on fire and tell me they're con- yeah. they, most of the time if they tell me something up front and don't lie, they normally don't get in trouble. If I find out they lied, it is all hell in our house. And um, there any any level of privacy that they have, any level of trust is out the window. So, you know, my oldest, she's better now. But when she would break my trust, man, I would sit in her room with her. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it, there was no level of privacy. I was in on every single thing, <clears throat> checking every single paper. Um, because yeah, private or 
trust is totally earned and it's a privilege. If you want to go to your friend's house, that too, like you're not allowed to go to your friend's house because I can't trust you. Like it just, it's not going to happen. And so I don't play around with, with lying at all. Yeah. So that was the one thing that came out of this is I'm like, well, some adult is going to be sitting there while you do those pages Mm -hmm. because now I can't trust that you're not going to shove them somewhere and I'm not going to be able to check them. Or if I'm at work, like I want to make sure they're being done. And so now she has to sit with someone and do it. And she was used to being pretty independent there, going in her room and doing it with the door closed or wherever Mm -hmm. she was. So nope, that didn't happen today. And she came down and handed me the one I gave her Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly like it's not a lot I literally give her like two pages a day I mean it's not like I'm overwhelming her with hours of work Um, but yeah so that was my story that was my long update Uh, but I think we can transition this into uh, maybe going digital Mm -hmm. that'll be a little bit harder to get out of if it was digitally done uh, because a lot of the digital items are done and recorded and graded or whatnot for us but I don't know let's talk about using technology in our homeschool well that's a great yeah so Technology can be beneficial to us and to like tracking and grading and still having them do stuff independently, but then us not having to be like a hawk watching it because we can just log on and see if they did it. So I think that's important with technology. And then we can also bridge that into trusting kids with technology, how to keep them safe, how to teach them about the dangers of technology, but then also the benefits of it. Our kids are growing up in a technological world is that a word technological am i saying that correctly hold on now i have to think i've used my brain technologically right. a technological world i don't know but you know what i'm saying like yeah i know they, everyone else is still like you can't get by in this day and age not knowing how to work technology so that's what we're going to talk about today yeah and i think there are definite benefits challenges um using any type of online resource, um, whether that's an app on your computer Mm -hmm. or just a website um, or bringing it to an iPad. Um, There's a ton of, I mean, we're going to get into safety as well, but there's a ton of things that we have to prep our kids for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know this is kind of a controversial subject because I know some people would disagree with us on prepping our kids for the dangers of the internet. Yeah. Um, because it is a scary place and we don't want them to think or know all the scary things yet. But I think safety and internet and technology is a whole other level that to me is important to discuss. Yeah, I agree. And if we don't discuss it with our kids, someone else is. So as much as anyone thinks that you can shelter your kids, you can't. You can have your home device free and your home technology free, but if they're going to see it in the real world, they're going to see it by a friend, another parent, and so you have to equip them with a proper usage of technology so they're not like in shock because technology is overwhelming. You can find anything online and that's the scary part, but it's also the good part. You can learn from it too. So um, speaking of learning from it. Uh, So the way we incorporate it in our homeschool is we have educational apps. We have Prodigy. 
um, that we use for math. We have, we've used Khan Academy before. Um, there are other games that I would consider not educational that she obviously is on her um, device, which I've had to have a come to Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> about because she was not understanding the dangers of just talking to people in video games and her not understanding or grasping the effect of this is not your actual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know this person unless you actually do know them and you've added a, a physical life, real life friend to right. your game. Um, and that's been a hard one for her to truly understand the difference of. The scary part of any technology is um, as much as I think we want our kids to be able to be free and play games, um, there are bad people on there. There are people that will try to talk to kids. And so um, my recommendation is always turn off any chat features. And if there's not that option, it doesn't have a place. You can't play it because it's so unsecure. I go back to um, Emma and her friend that she knew, real life friends would play, I'm going to say Roblox together. They knew each other. Well, my father-in-law wanted to play with Emma. He wanted to play like one of her games with her. And so Emma and him were friends and they're playing. And then her other little friends started talking to him. Not that there was anything malicious there, but I'm like, right. you don't know who he is. Like he is right. just some random person on this platform. And that's when it really opened my eyes. Like, yes, I know who Emma's talking to, but she could easily add somebody else. And right. so that is when all of that got taken down. Or if there's a lot of games where I can't figure out how to turn it off. Or yeah. they're too smart and then they, they just can't be in our home because it's it's too risky. People are too malicious out there. Yeah. And it's, you know, we could talk about it for pleasure and we could talk about it for educational purposes. But even for educational purposes, let's say they're playing something on a website on our computer and not on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um They would have access to Google, uh, YouTube, uh, different things like that, that all carry their own weighted risks. And I didn't know up until recently that there are kid safe search engines. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did a Google search and there's actually a Google kid space, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know about. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of digging there to see how good it is or anything like that, but I wanted to bring attention to it as some people may not know about it. Um, But there's also Kittle and Kittle is what we use for like a safe search engine. Um, It basically allows the kid to still search like a Google search. It's Mm -hmm. just going to bring up good articles for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we all know that you can type in one wrong thing on Google and you're going to see something that you didn't need to see (laughs) Um, or want to, or you don't need a kid to try to have to feed through that um, and pick. But there's also ones called Kids Search, Mm K-I-D-Z. I think that's what we use. That sounds familiar to what I think we use. And there was a Google Scholar and Kid Um, which I honestly had not known about any of these until I did this Google search. So I'm going to be on a mission this week to see what I can favorite um, on my computer for her and for her computer. Well, I Um, think it's not important. It's important for safety, but I have something to add for safety because this is just a website you're going to. This does no protection on your computer. But like Google Scholar, that is important to teach your kids to find trusted sources when getting information. And I think that's how like Kittle is too. Like they're providing good search results. So you're getting good information. You're not getting like a Wikipedia page. You're getting vetted 
resources. So like when you're researching a project, it's cleaning Mm -hmm. it and filtering it for kids or for educational purposes. So I think that's really important about these search engines. Yeah. And I mean, if you're not aware, we could even go into YouTube kids, because that is something that I recently had to tell her she's no longer able to watch that without an adult being present. Mm hmm. Because Mm -hmm. so many things get passed on YouTube kids that Mm -hmm. are not kid friendly or like they can anyone can make a video. Okay. And say that it's Minecraft or whatever. And then, you know, 30 seconds in, you start seeing inappropriate things. Mm -hmm. Um, And YouTube can only, well, I won't say what YouTube can only do, but it's not perfect. It's not better. So don't just give your kid a, a tablet and let them run off. Kids yeah. and run off and think that everything they're going to see on there is appropriate. It's not. And you have to be you have to be the helicopter parent when it comes to technology because while yes, it could be a lesson learned um for when they do come across that, but if you don't know it, if you're not there, if you don't see it, if they don't come to you, Mm-hmm. then who's having that conversation? Yeah. Are they having dangerous. it with their friend yeah. before they come to you? Or I think that's, uh, you know, encouraging that open communication with your kid and their online activities and experience is probably the number one thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what they're on, whether they're on an educational one or not. So you could still chat or sometimes do some of those things on those as well. So Mm -hmm. just having to make sure that open communication is there will help save you a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And that's what as much as we can help be helicopter parents and we can watch what our kids are doing, try to have every, you know, thing installed to make it safe. That doesn't help when your kid is with their friend and their phone is free reign and all it takes is a search and kids are curious. So we can't sit here and act like we didn't do things as kids. That the (laughs) internet was coming out when I was a kid and I remember the things I did on the internet. It, it was should, not okay. Should, should we talk about that? Should we? No, I, I, I don't. I, I mean, I was in chat rooms. rooms. Yeah. Like, and I had no, no idea half the crap I was doing or talking about, but it was extremely inappropriate. It was, I would faint if my kids were doing what I did on the internet. I ended up, and I'm just going to say this because I can, but I, because now I can laugh about it. Okay. Mm. But I ended up in a role play chat room when I was probably 12 or 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be like (laughs) seeing Barbies with my friends. No business Um, being in there. Nope. Like, even if it said 18 plus, like, that was like, yes, I have to be in this. And you would say you were 18. Right. Because there was no, there was nothing that would stop me. Um, And so, boy, did I learn my lesson. I'm sure you learned a lot of stuff in there. I mean, I was talking to people like in Mm -hmm. other states and like, I thought it'd be so fun to have friends everywhere. And oh boy. So my mom actually drove me when we went on our vacation to New York. I was probably a freshman in high school Mm -hmm. and it was probably about a year after 9-11. So we were seeing like the 9-11 site and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I had been talking to this kid for like forever. And so my mom's like, she knew about it. And she's like, well, if you're ever going to try to meet him, like now's the time because I'm here. (laughs) Boy, what were we thinking? Well, anyway, he didn't show. So that just told us because he was probably not who he said he was no true story is i ended up like this is this is not what i'm telling you to like advise your kids to do because you know like i said this was new and upcoming for our parents they didn't know how to do this this 15 20 years ago yeah they didn't know what to do or how to handle it like this is a new thing so anyway i actually found him and he's a facebook friend now 
he was mm. real and he was who he said he was. A little weird, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, this is um, all bad. This is what you don't do. <laughs> this is what you don't do. This is exactly what you have to monitor your child because now, like, that was innocent back then, you know? Like, that was things that were very new. And, like, now it's like a million times worse because there's Tinder and there's. You name it, it's out there. The internet is not always a safe place. Well, it's not a safe place. I mean, it's never a safe place. I mean, and so that is where if you think that you have every child protection, every block, I'm telling you, I have everything. I have it through Apple. I have it through Google. I have it through our internet provider. I have it through Norton. I have four blocks on any technology my kids touch, and I can tell you they can still get around it. So it is not safe. It is always bad. But also, my kids know what's on the internet. They know that there can be inappropriate things on the internet because I can't shelter them from everything. And so that's what is most important is that you have, it's trusting and being responsible. Um, And so that's where it goes into my kids have no privacy online or my oldest does have a cell phone because she's away from me a lot. She goes to co-op classes, she goes to friends' houses and I need to be able to talk to her, but there is no passwords that I don't know. There is nothing that I can't see on her phone. There are things installed on her phone that she doesn't know of that let me see things if she wanted to delete them. Um, So there are tools, but also you have to understand what you're giving your kid. You're giving them access to absolutely everything, good, bad, and it's a little scary, but there's a good side to it too. Yeah, and... There are what I would call support groups for us parents on Facebook because I'm in some of them. And the amount of information that they give that I would have no idea even existed to help be able to see or like you said, you have things downloaded on their phone Mm -hmm. that they don't know about. Um, The amount of resources that they give in those groups are so informational. And I take a lot of that, even though she doesn't have a phone yet. um, I still want to be able to follow the times and be able to understand how to incorporate these things when I need to. And when, you know, I have to eventually get her a phone. Um, But there are so many ways in, um, you know, the importance of not sharing personal information and uh, setting, monitoring their screen time and setting the limits and having all of those things in place because like you there's you shouldn't give your kid privacy at this point on Mm -hmm. the internet or anything on a device like that because you'll be like me in a chat room meeting a guy in new york so yeah Right. Yeah, it's it's hard though cuz and so Nick and I go back and forth. So Emma has had a phone, we'll say all together for 3 years. But portions of that she didn't have access to it for like 6 months at a time because we battle with it. We don't we don't want her exposed to bad things, but also half of my younger years I was sitting on a house phone talking to my friends and that doesn't exist anymore. All of her friends that she wants to talk to have cell phones and so I don't want to not let her talk to her friends either. And so it's like that or it's- not verbal anymore it's all through text well we like in that but like they're her friends will actually sit and talk on phones which is good and bad kind of annoying sometimes but you know what i mean like i don't want to take that part of like my childhood that i spent a lot of time doing and yeah. so and there's her in a way that you know right. like it was just as uh not dangerous but it was just as uh important to have these conversations then as it is now except i think it's even more important now because there's just more access to things yeah 
that Definitely. we didn't have then. Yeah. But that, so that's, oh, I ahead. can imagine how you go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I go back and forth just with the freaking iPad. Yeah. It's because it's like the, the, how much time are they spending on it? Or like, yeah. I felt too, like even when Emma was talking to her friends a lot, she was ignoring her siblings. And so it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, this device doesn't excuse you from still participating in like our day-to-day life. And so it's them too learning how to deal with it. Even us, I struggle with how much time I spend on my phone. But, and that's new. We're all going through that at this point. Like what is a good balance of it? I don't know. But think of like how it made us change over the years, our attention spans. And do we want that for our kid? I mean, I feel like it's inevitable, but like trying to prolong that as much as possible. Yeah. Trying to prolong it. Yeah. I I agree. But then also I'm a huge advocate for teaching kids about technology. Um, in not even like cell phones. I'm talking about like how to work a computer. Like it is such a huge Oh yeah. Part of life now that it's like well we can even go further into that right there and say all the ai stuff that's out there yeah that right. is going to be our children's future yes computers Why are we not yeah. educate them on it exactly and teach them Let's, how to use it safely and right. and that ai is not more intelligent than a human it's a different type of intelligence and how to use it as a tool, it's a tool, not a replacement for humans, you know? Right. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, AI and like push back. But like, hey, it's helped me. Um, I think we can get I think we can use it as a benefit as long as we use it, like you said, as a tool, because mm-hmm. there are definitely things that I wish. I mean, AI right here, all my notes. I use that as a basis for my notes for this this conversation today. Mm-hmm. I it helped and like I'm not kids should be able to use it for those reasons as well and use it as a base point. Maybe if they're struggling, they can use it as a stepping stone. But it's never used to just like answer all your questions. Like mm-hmm. it's got to be used as like an educational stone. Yeah. Stepping. Yeah. We can't ignore that AI is here. Um, right. I work in the corporate world and I've worked in the corporate world for 13 years now in the same industry. And we talk about it constantly. How is AI going to be more involved? The top paid people at my job and the people or the positions that always need fields are coding and yep. anything to do with computers. And that is in any industry. And so if we are not getting our kids used to computers and coding, unfortunately, they're going to be behind. That is what most jobs will turn into in the next 10 to 15 years. They have to understand the basics of coding, which to me seems insane. I tried to get in coding and I'm like, my brain doesn't work that way because I, we were just, we were playing paint on computers, my, you know, in school. I know how to spray paint pretty well in paint, but like, I'm like, that is, yeah, like if go apply for jobs right now, entry level jobs are asking, you have basic coding skills. And so that is something that I really like about technology. I have a bunch of um, companies I've worked with for homeschooling that are also trying to get this into more homeschoolers. Um, where it's like online courses. It teaches them how to use Word, PowerPoint, Excel. Tell us all about that. So I I think we should link everything. Like you're going to link all those search engines you had. I will link these companies. Um, 
the one that I like best to share is called Techno Kids. They go all the way from kindergarten to high school level courses, and there is everything. Any thing to do with a computer, they'll there's a course for it. So you can either buy like year long where there's like 20 different modules to learn. It starts at the basic, like what is a computer? What's a mouse? What's a printer? And then it goes into make a PowerPoint presentation, make an Excel, start a business. It shows you everything you can do with technology. And then I want to say in the high school levels, it becomes like elect credits for computers. Wow. So I love that one because you can kind of pick and choose what like module you want your kids to do. And then the other one is My Tech Lab, where they're actually live online courses. So you and the teacher and other kids are logged on, but you're doing stuff on the screens and that's all coding. So that mm. is showing them how to build game, how to code a computer, how to make a robot work. Um, so like that is so important and that is not talked about. I rarely see any homeschooling family talk about that stuff. Ever. Yeah, we have a book. We actually got an Usborn book, which oh, I don't yeah. even think Usborn is a thing anymore. Or they it's got called Paper Pie. Yeah, they're yeah. still around, but um, but yeah, Molly was learning to code about a mm -hmm. year or two ago, and she was loving it. Yeah, and she's very good at it. Um, and then for whatever reason, the book got misplaced, and so we just stopped doing it. But that just reminds me to get her back into it because. It's only going to benefit her. Mm -hmm. It's only going to make it well for her down the line. Yeah. That's all it but, is, is like another step for her. But I love, love those companies you're talking about because so much she's curious about. She loves to write her own stories even. And she likes to go on her computer and use Word to type them out. And mm -hmm. so many times she has these questions for me and I don't always have the patience to sit there and like try to teach her what I know in Word. Um and there's other things that I'm sure she could utilize in there that, you know, she, I just don't have, I don't have anything to guide me along other than like my own explanations, which aren't always the best to explain to a nine-year-old now. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you but, know um, how to use Word, but like to right. teach Word is completely right. different. And I feel the same way because to me, it's like, what do you mean you don't know how to bold something? Like, yeah. Isn't it obvious how you do that? <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, you have to go back. Um, And I think about it when my kids are doing like writing papers or doing presentation I think public speaking is important I really do mm -hmm. but yeah. I'm telling you every week at work I am putting together a deck which is powerpoints because that's how everyone presents now you present in a slideshow and so that is like a basic notepad skill that we used to know now it's putting together decks and so they have to know this stuff I feel like powerpoint started with like convincing someone of something as well and I just feel like she would use that to convince me of all the ways to let her have something. <laughs> if she created like a presentation, like, mom, we need to talk. I yeah. would give her a gold star. I'd be like, right? cool, cool, let's yeah. do it. I, just, I think of, I don't know if you've ever saw a couple's retreat, but oh man, there's yeah. you know, the PowerPoint and how to convince them all to go I, on this vacation. Yeah. And that just reminded me, I'm like, she's going to be that person. She's going to PowerPoint the crap out of me someday and convince me all the points to make. But you know what? That's technology positive in our homeschool because yeah. it's something we cannot go around. This is going to be our future, our kids' future, our kids' kids futures um this is not gonna go away anytime nope. soon so it's best to be educated and know as much as there is to know about this if you like this topic if you have any specific questions or things that you want us to dive into deeper um or you know different types of topics that you think are 
um, something that we can discuss, please, please, please let us know. Um, email, comment on YouTube, whatever it is, because we we like picking apart these topics and telling the pros and cons and all there is to know. Or also, if we missed anything, uh, enlighten us, because we're always very curious on adding more things to our database here. Yeah. All right. Do you have Bye, anything guys. else, Dan? No, I don't. I think I've said enough. I'll probably go back through this and be like, oh, man. <laughs> and we will try to link everything below on our YouTube. And I think it'll be linked below on the podcast mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, that's about all we have for you. We'll see you in our next one. Bye, guys. Bye. We want to hear from you. Your feedback is invaluable to us. So let us know your thoughts on today's episode. Share your topic suggestions or ask us any burning questions you may have. Your input shapes the direction of our podcast and we're here to create content that resonates with you. If you enjoy listening to homeschool stories, curriculum reviews, advice, struggles, and overall mom life, this podcast is for you. But so is our YouTube channels. Don't forget to check out our individual channels. We share even more content, insights, and a behind the scenes look at our lives. Thanks for listening.